Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. guys and we are back we have to talk LAFC we got JP Marcus come join us with us again and we got Garrett uh JP how you doing I'm good man how are you doing pretty good man uh Garrett how you been man it's been a minute since we've had you on yeah I'm doing good Gio hey JP hope you're doing well uh just been busy watching LAFC and uh thanks for having me back tonight I'm excited yeah, look, it, it was uh, it was a, it was an interesting game uh, ye- yesterday uh, at the back in California Stadium. Um, but before we, we before we get into that, um, Gary, let, let me get you give me give me your thoughts. Uh, how you feel about the season? Um, how you, I know I saw you at the first opening game. It felt like a different energy. I don't know if you felt that, but tell yeah. me how you're feeling overall of of, of this team in this year uh, for LAFC. Uh, okay. Well, I'm very excited for this season. Um, I'll be honest with you. This, uh, this, uh, roster is built to win, uh, as it should be. Um, obviously last season was a, a failure, complete failure. And, um, JT had a lot of pressure on him to make a lot of, um, you know, correct decisions in the off season, which I think he got a lot of uh, deaf players and some starting positions filled, which we needed. The only thing I think he missed on, unfortunately, was the manager. Um, I don't believe that, uh, Shirondolo should be the manager right now, uh, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, I think it's MLS cup or bust for this team, to be honest with you, uh, the way we're built. That's just my opinion on that. Uh, Gio left, so I'll take over. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm the show going, man. I, I realize he left, but I just got to keep yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, JT had a lot of pressure on him. Uh, he did his job in the sense that, he got MLS experience. He has guys that know uh, how how the seasons run, especially when times get tough. Um, but I think he he really addressed those issues. Uh, honestly, obviously, we still have that third DP spot, um, but I think the season is going well. Um, and I think Steve is really gotten comfortable just two weeks in. I think he's very comfortable being the head coach and and has not really been timid or shaky in, in press conferences. So I think the season is looking good so far. Yeah, and I think I don't know. So I think to me, uh, everything's looking obviously more optimistic. We'll, we'll get into this game uh, with uh, Steve Sharundalo and the Timbers because I think it was it was always going to be a very difficult game, no matter what. I mean, that's that's what the Timbers are. The Timbers. I don't know if people forgot the Timbers ended up going to the to the final to the MLS Cup final. Um, I didn't think this was going to be uh, an easy game for LAFC. Um, I always felt like no matter what, no matter how you're rolling, this is a second – to me, this is the second biggest rival uh, to LAFC because the way they play them and everything like that. Um, but let, let's let's talk about uh, – let's talk about the first half, uh, JP. Uh, it was very – LAFC wasn't able to be that much creative. They had a couple opportunities in the first half. But outside of that, we really didn't see too much. Maybe Chicho had an opportunity here and there. But what were your overall thoughts of the first half? I think they 
they weren't as as fast um, as against Colorado. They didn't. They had control of the ball, but they didn't have clear chances. Uh, Dolo addressed that in the press conference after the game. He said we didn't create any quality chances, and I agree. Um, the first half was very shaky. Um, had the, like I said, had possession, but weren't clear uh, with the ball in the final third. Uh, that's just to Portland, you know, parking parking the bus, having a deep deep back line, and making it difficult for the team. But I still think uh, they need to do a better job of cracking them down. Uh, obviously, it's only week two, so that's a work in progress. But yeah, compared to week one, uh, wasn't wasn't a threat in the final third. Garrett, what what were your thoughts on that first half? Because I know, look, it was it was a struggle all game for LAFC. But what were your thoughts on that first half? Uh, we just couldn't finish our chances again. And even the chances we were creating, they weren't very good ones. We dominated possession. Uh, Portland was backing off. They want to do like a counterattacking kind of a game, which honestly, if they had maybe a Chicho on their team or even a Poku in the second half, they probably would have scored a couple. But um, it was a little cagey. And um, it just needed someone to crack open in the offensive third, which unfortunately we couldn't get it going. You can see Bella was getting frustrated with the ref and he was getting frustrated around him. Uh, we had a lot of chances, but it's just like last season. We have like maybe 10 chances and we'll only score one of them. We need to start capitalizing. If we have uh, five chances, we need to get at least get uh, four out of five or three out of five. Uh, it's all about finishing, which we're still working on. Yeah, and obviously, look, second game in the season, I'm pulling up the lineup here. Obviously, this is to me, and I think to everybody's probably the best mm-hmm. starting lineup. Maybe Mario. I still have questions about Mario uh, being, being a starter. Um, but everything else, this to me looks uh, like this is going to be this is LAFC's uh, best lineup. Um, even with the best lineup, I think you know there was things that this team still needs to be able to understand each other and be a little bit more creative. But I feel like a team like the Timbers is you. I think I don't know if people really saw this yesterday, but how I saw the game, I saw the, the game more. Of, this was the Timbers flexing how good they are. And that's why LAFC struggled so much uh, because they LAFC wasn't able to break him down, um, even though you had Vela, even though you had Chicho, right? This is uh, Chicho didn't start last game. Maybe he, I think he was dealing with an injury. Um, you know, that's what I think uh, Steve said. He was doing come back from an injury. Uh, and for whatever reason, even in the midfield at times, you know, you didn't know what was going on in the midfield, even though, you know, it's Acosta, yeah, Sanchez or Jose Cifuentes. But I, I really do feel it's because of the Timbers. The Timbers made it so difficult on LAFC, and LAFC wasn't able to adapt uh, quick enough. Um, and I think some of those things, I think when that happens, it, you start to see what, 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 what mm-hmm. LAFC is good at and what LAFC is not good at at the moment. But I think over time, those things can adjust. But I think, uh, I think to me, it's more giving, you have to give more respect to the Timbers and who they are and what they do. Because it's not going to be an easy game uh, to them, uh, JP. What what are your thoughts about giving more credit to the Timbers this 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 game? Well, yeah, I mean they they made MLS Cup final. That's not an easy task, and they just have been under Giovanni for five years now. So they have the the tactical side of of what they want to play down, um, and they've always been been good at it. Um, LAFC haven't beat them in their last six games, um, so that's just a testament of how physical, uh, how tactical, disciplined tactically they are against us. And just the lack of, of LAFC being able to to create real danger against them. Yeah, uh, Garrett, what are, what are your thoughts on on that on the Timbers and uh, giving them giving the opponent more respect than they actually initially think? Well, the first goal when they scored, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, of course they scored like a banger, and I thought we were going to just uh, you know capitulate, but luckily the boys were still in it. 
Um, and then Portland, obviously, like JP said, getting to MLS Cup Finals, not an easy task. So, you know, they're a very well-coached team um, by Giovanni. And um, they, I, I don't want to say – I don't want to compare him to, like, Diego Simeone, but he kind of acts like him on the sideline a little bit and kind of has his team playing that defensive style, pretty much die on the pitch for your club, uh, which a lot of those players did. Just unfortunate at the last second for them, we got that last second goal. But uh, when we go to their place in the season, it's going to be a lot tougher. Yeah. Uh, Katie, a uh, uh, big supporter of the show, she brings up a great question. And this is what a lot of people want to know. This is, can Chicho be effective with Vela on the pitch? Last year, they could not. Um, this was the game that I was looking forward to, to see how Vela and Chicho were able to connect. Uh, and move around. Obviously, when the Timbers sit back and wait for you to come attack them, things the middle gets clogged up. The, I feel like LAFC, you know, I'm going to answer your question, Katie, but I feel like LAFC was slow to pass the ball around. They needed to pass the ball a little quicker uh, and touch it up. There's like one time, I don't know if you remember, but I think it was uh, someone passed it to Chicho and he got, the foul, he got the foul right outside the 18. It was like a quick one-two. And I felt like if LAFC was able to do that a little bit more, they would they would have been able to, to break them down. It's unfortunate that we only saw uh, Carlos Vela for 45 minutes because we we can't we don't know what the second half could have produced with the Chicho and Carlos Vela. I feel like they can be effective, but I feel also feel like some of those touches are not going to be there, right? We if Chicho plays a number nine and is able to go there, and whether it's Vela feeding him and stuff, but a team like the Timbers really made it difficult to 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 even see that happening this game you know and they and I was talking to a lot of people in, uh, at the press box and people were talking like what's going on with Vela and Chicho and uh, they're still understanding each other but I also feel like the Timbers made it that more that much more difficult not much more frustrating on Chicho and Carlos Vela and I think Chicho coming into this I don't think Chicho had his uh, his best game he actually had an opportunity like in the 86th minute 87th minute to 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 give the tie and he missed it so I think Chicho's still getting in rhythm. I still think both of these guys can can play well, even though it doesn't look like right now, but they just need to get more games. But if it's Carlos Vela, well, I'll talk more about this later, but if Carlos Vela is not able to be healthy, I don't see Chicho and Carlos Vela being able to connect like they do because you need that playing time in the field. And if they don't get that playing time, there's, there's no way these two will coincide moving forward. But they, I think they're just getting the games and playing teams like the Timbers are going to make them better. JP, what are your thoughts? I mean, it wasn't Chicho's best game. Uh, positionally, he was at the right spots, um, but his touches weren't there. Um, his final touch wasn't there. Um, like you said, that that play where he gets fouled outside the 18, it was a quick one too. Um, his movement was good, but his, his finishing and touches just weren't. Um, and then you only get 45 minutes of Carlos Vela. Um, both of them are coming back, Chicho from the preseason injury and then Vela, you know, from, from last season. So they didn't really get to get many games together last season regardless and start that connection there. Um, so now starting at this season, um, Chicho's injury in preseason, Bella, you know, trying to take care of himself. Um, it's still a work in progress for both of them. Um, and then when you have to sub them off, um, get a Poco in there, it's another, it's a change of, of tactics and a change of, of attitude that the team has. Um, but yeah, I think Chicho will, will get better. He'll get back into it. Um, and Vela is Vela. And if he stays healthy, uh, all the strikers he's played with before have scored. You know, Dio scored, Valley Wright Phillips has scored. It's not really an issue, I think. It's just take, it just takes time for them to gel. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, Chicho didn't do his best uh, on the game, unfortunately. But that's been a question. Uh, how are they going to accommodate each other? 
Um, you know, him, Chicho and Brian seem to accommodate each other pretty well. It's just a matter of getting all three of them, in my opinion, to click. Because if you look at it, that front three is probably one of the most potent in MLS if it's on paper. But on paper and on the pitch, with the chemistry is a different is a different uh, beast in itself. Um, so maybe there needs to be a formation change after, down the line after five or six games as Chicho's not scoring and Bella's, you know, frustrated. Maybe Bella plays behind Chicho and Brian and feeds them because obviously Bella can pick out a pass uh, and he can also shoot from long range. That can, might, might be something that Dolo might want to uh, run through. But, um, I mean, it's still only the second game of the season. I mean, for all we know, uh, Bella might have a hat trick against Miami and Chicho might have two goals. I mean, so we'll see. It's still a long season. Yeah, you know what? You bring up a great point. I was also thinking uh, a formation. I don't want to get you know get ahead and you know throw throw the throw the initial plan out the window. But I think there there needs to be a little bit more fluidity this season with the formation because we there we already know the four three three formation. Yeah. They that that's that's been since since start of LAFC. You know right. But I would like to see, uh, you know, I don't think it's a drastic move, but to see a different formation, like you said, either feeding the ball or only having Chicho up top and, you know, wherever you decide to play Brian, I think you can still, you know, you can get creative with the formation. It, it won't change too many of those things, but I think, you know, a team like the Timbers, you got to switch it up. You got to be able to switch it up. And I think this was Steve, obviously Steve's first game. I don't, I don't think you you. I think he did. I think he did well. Obviously, by no well, by no means that did they did they win the game and stuff. But I think this was his first real test. But I think next time when this happens, I think maybe a formation change or just different things uh, could 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 open up the game for them a little bit more uh, because they definitely uh, did struggle. Um, Freddie brings up a good point. He says uh, he says should we even give Vell a new contract, especially if he might even play a full ninety because we get scared he could get injured. Um, and then he also adds, everyone always says if he stays healthy, when do we say we have to thank him for, for the past to move on? Well, I think this is when this, this, these six months is when, and is, 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 is what LAFC is trying to identify because after the first game, everybody was like, yeah, sign him to a new contract, uh, rightfully so, right? He scores a hat trick, but, uh, 40, only playing 45 minutes, JP, how concerned are you about Carlos Vela? I think there's always concern when the guy gets up in age, you know, after your 30s, you're most likely to be injury prone, especially in a position like Brellas, who's always on the ball, who's always going to, you know, be hit. Um, there's always that risk, but there's a lot of reward when Brellas stays healthy. We saw it last week, you know, he single-handedly beat the Rapids. Um, and it's a big question if he stays healthy. Like you said, these six months are a perfect, you know, test. If he can stay healthy for five of these six months, sign him to a new contract because you're going to see – what he produces on the field. Um, he's still the best player in this league when he's on the field and healthy. Um, so, yeah, there's always, but there's always risk and reward with everybody, you know. Anybody can get injured. Um, but, yes, when you pay Vela big bucks and you have that big label on him, there's always a, a bigger uh, expectation. But I think, you know, him asking for the sub, knowing that he should take care of himself this early in the season is a good sign um, that he's not going to really push himself or force himself and get injured uh, like that. Uh, Garrett, what what are your what are your thoughts? Um, I'll bring it up. He says, should we should we even give Vela a new contract, especially if he doesn't play a full ninety minutes? How, how are you feeling? Well, when he's healthy on his day, he's probably the best or top three player in in the league. Uh, that's just a fact. Uh, the other fact is is that he's getting hurt a lot lately, especially last season. Uh, it's kind of dangerous territory now to be giving all this money to stay if he's going to be constantly injured. So the fact the second game. 
he's already feeling something. What happened in the you know the past couple of months? Did he not re- rehab well? Did something flare up? Uh, so it's kind of dangerous territory. Uh, I know after the first game, everyone's saying bring out the Brinks truck and give him all the money, tell him to stay and whatnot. But uh, we tend to get carried away after we're, we're really reactionary to a lot of things. We don't really think about our process, what it's going to happen long term. So if we give him the contract, say tomorrow, he might not play for another couple of months. And we, we don't know what kind of bell is going to come back after what kind of injury he has. Um, so I think we should take it slow and just see how he is in about a month. And if he's still healthy, then, yeah, let's 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 give him the contract. And you also have to think he's I – I forgot how old he is. He's like 33, 32, around there. Um, if a club from Europe who happens to be in the Champions League or something like that and calls and says, hey, we'll pay you what you want, if I were him, I would go back to Spain or whoever is going to pay him that money. Plus, you get Champions League football. Um, that's just my thing. I don't know what kind of ambition he has. Um, but, yeah, it's dangerous territory right now. Yeah. So no, I think I think it's also a wait wait and see approach with Carlos Vela. I look after after he scored the hat trick, I was like, okay, um, I didn't really feel because he's fitness, he's committed. You know, I got I got a chance to talk to him, and you know, he he talked. You know, I got to ask him if he want to retire. He's like, yeah, if the offer is right, essentially. Um, he to me like in person, he looked committed and and focused and healthy. To me, the concern is um, I hope this is just a one-game thing and it's nothing. Look, it was cold outside. I don't know what exactly. Steve did, Steve did not want to talk about it or did not want to get too much into detail. I'm assuming it has to be a knee. Uh, I'm assuming it's the knee because that's what he's been dealing with, maybe a hamstring. I don't know exactly what the injury was. Um, but I think it's, it's going to be a, a point of concern if he's not available for the next game because, uh, you know, you saw the quote there from uh, – Steve Sharono, he said it, it, it's not that severe, right? So if he's able to go next game, then good. But if he's not able to go next game, because we saw something similar last season, mm-hmm. uh, the start of the year, and we didn't see Vela for like two, three months, right? Yeah. I don't think that can happen again. I don't think Vela wants that to happen again. Um, and it's just weird because I don't know where he picked that up. I don't know maybe maybe if some people have gone back and and, and seen the footage where he got injured or what happened or he got felt like a little nick or whatever. Because I was surprised to see uh, who, who came, Mahala, right? Mahala, Mahala came in for him at halftime. I was like, what happened? Uh, what happened with Vela? Um, so I think if he's not if he's not able to start next game, I think there's a very big uh, concern because you know. He has this amazing game with the with the hat trick, and then you know he regresses back to not being able to play full ninety minutes. Right. Um, but yeah, Andy over here, clown <laughs> says Gio and Andy greater than Velocci, <laughs> like on FIFA. <laughs> but J, but JP, um, um, let, let's 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 talk about that because it, it was Carlos Vela was an also only the the only injury. Also, Franco Escobar, uh, also also was also injured. He left the first thirteen minutes. Um, you know, so like a lot of players are getting injured and, uh, Steve Shrundle has said it was, it was soreness or tightening, uh, or cramping, I should say, uh, on Franco Escobar. What, what are your thoughts on, on that injury? Yeah, I think what was more telling was who he put in. Uh, he put Ryan Hollingstead in instead of Kim Wan, um, you know, which a lot of people, well, uh, maybe, you know, raise an eyebrow, um, uh, saying that Hollingstead is a left back, um, and Moon is the natural right back or right wing back. Um, and he, you know, decided to go with Ryan. Um, and then even when Palacios got injured later in the game, he puts in Latifa right back over Moon again. So that's very telling um, of where he sees Moon, I guess, in the depth chart at right back. Or maybe he solely sees him in the mid. Um, or he also said, you know, he they're they're working him back into 
into into pre, from preseason. He had an injury, so they're working him back into full fitness. So maybe it's just an overreaction. But yeah, I mean, Escobar can't be getting injured in the first 13 minutes. You had a whole week to rest, and you can't be getting cramped up in the first 13 minutes. That's very interesting. Um, usually players cramp, you know, 70th, 80th minute after running a lot. Um, so maybe it wasn't a proper warm up, or he just wasn't taking care of himself, you know, uh, earlier in the week. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Ryan went in, did a good job, um, played played his part. Um, so so it was fine. Yeah, you know, you, look, you you bring up a great point on uh, um, Ryan getting the start over uh, over uh, Moon, and also another point, you know, Latif comes in, he plays our right back as well over Moon. Um, Garrett, what, what were your thoughts on that? Obviously, Franco Escobar, uh, you know, getting injured the first thirteen minutes, and then and then the the, the subs that, that came in after that. Yeah, I was a little disappointed to see a lot of our guys getting injured, especially uh, for the core. That, that's kind of worrying. Uh, the fitness levels again uh, seem to not be there, or maybe just uh, it just an accidental. I'm not sure. But the good thing is, I, I, in my opinion, I think we have good depth now. I know last year it'd be an issue because we'd be seeing guys we've never heard of in our life coming from Las Vegas Lights and USL, and now there should be no excuses since we have the depth pieces because a lot of these guys like. Blessing, um, Janela at one point, Kim Won, they were um, they were starters at some point last season, and now they're on the bench, and they can't even get into the eleven. So there shouldn't be any excuses as far as these guys can't just plug in and play. Um, so if any of those guys that were subbed in on the game are playing in Miami, uh, we should be fine, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, that, that, that's a great point. There's a lot more depth in this team. Um, and, and you're right, uh, JP. I think Kim Wan is, is is either viewed as a midfielder or just not in, in Steve Sharmo's plans at the moment. Maybe that could change because if we've seen him play right back. That's what he came from. He came to LFC to play a right back, but he's been more effective in the midfield. And maybe it's harder to break in the midfield when you have Sanchez, Jose Cifuentes, and Acosta, right? So if, especially if playing in that in that four three three, and maybe if we do, if we see a different formation, maybe you know Moon can get Moon potentially get minutes. But you know, I'd also I would also like Latif Blessing more more in the midfield. Look, Latif Blessing still fan favorite. We still know what he what he produce. Um, you know, I think it's always exciting when you see a player like Let's see Blessing. Uh, it's just hard because I don't think he's, he's he's cracking that starting lineup unless there's an injury uh, that happens. But yeah, we'll we'll see what what happens with that. Um, I do want to talk about I, I I did hit on this a little bit earlier, but I want to talk about Steve Sherondolo because this was really his big first test against a difficult team. I know the Colorado Rapids last game was his first game, but I really felt like he was going to be challenged in this game. He was. Uh, what were overall thoughts on Sharondolo, the moves, um, and, and, and how he did against the Timbers? Um, tactically, I mean, you, he made the right subs. Um, he put in another striker with Moose. You know, being up 10 men, um, you have to put in a striker. Uh, you have to go look for goals, especially if you're you're down. Um, and then, you know, Palacios gets injured. He puts in Latif, which is naturally a winger, you know, at the beginning of his career. So another threat down the wings. Um so I think he did fine. I mean, there was also a shot in the first half where Vela, um, they call a handball on Vela and, and screen, or Steve is, is screaming at, at the ref that it's a wrong call. So that's some fire that, you know, you want to see from from Steve, you know, early on. And, you know, the pressers, he looks composed. He answers all the questions, you know, well, um, in depth too. Uh, you know, he said, he's like, we have a, a, a vast, deep roster and he intends to use all of it. So he's aware, um, he's aware of what he needs to do as a coach in MLS to succeed. 
Um, the question mark was just he didn't have an experience and what what was going to happen with him. And I think he's proving little by little that that he's he's ready for for this for this for this coaching opportunity. Garrett, what are what are your thoughts? Mm, I think I'll judge him in, after ten games. I'm not going to judge him after the first two, especially at home. Um, I mean, well, I, we we need it now. It's two games in. It's today. I'll get. I'll bring you on ten games oh, in, but yeah, I need to know your thoughts now. Yeah, then, um, yeah, he's not the right guy for the, the job. I already said that in the summer. <laughs> I I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm gonna be honest with you. Everyone in the in group chat, everyone knows it. I think he's a PE teacher. He has no experience. Well, we don't we don't need to get that that far. Okay, deep. well, uh, I, I'm gonna get on one here, but um, I, so far two games, he got uh, what four points, so that's good. Um, played against the finalists from LS Cup, he got a point, made the right subs. Um, so when the going gets rough on the road or if we're struggling, how's he going to react? Is he going to be as composed in the uh, press conferences? Uh, how's that going to work? And also, if, you know, some of the players start to get a little antsy at practice or even on the pitch. How's he going to handle that? Because um, he's never handled some big egos in his life. He's only handled USL, which you probably didn't even know some of the names of the players he was coaching. Well, you don't think in Europe he handled egos? He was, think- he was the under-19 coach and under – so – He's dealing with teenagers. These are men. Well, look, this is what I will say. I I am very um, I'm very impressed so far. I know it's two games in. Um, you take two games in. Uh, I think last year, if this was last year, uh, you know, I think I don't know if they would have if they would have they would have potentially won this game. What I did see, you're right. He made the right moves tactically. Uh, JP, yeah. he, he brought in the people like for like. There's more depth. Um, another thing that I saw is when he, I think he subbed Danny, uh, he subbed uh, Jose Sufrentes for Danny Masevsky, whenever that was, he was, and they were down a man, he was throwing everything, at, he threw, he went all out. And that's what you got to do when you're down, when you're down a man, you're down a goal, you got to go all out. He played with four forwards, I don't know what the formation was or whatever, you, you, anybody, well, he may, we'll figure it out later. But that's what I like to see from a coach when it, they're down, uh, they're down a man, they're down a goal, and you throw the whole kitchen. Because that's you need a, you need something, and he wasn't afraid to have four forwards play up top, and it evens out when they're down to men. So it, it evens out, and especially when the Timbers are are playing, um, when the the Timbers are are, are, are um, you know parking the bus. That's what you got to do. Unfortunately, I think I would have liked to see a little bit more creativity, but I think in, uh, in two games I've been very impressed with Steve Sharma because look, I didn't know Steve Sharma, I didn't get, I didn't cover any Las Vegas lights or anything like that. And on top of that, in the press conference, it's more, it's very refreshing. Look, I've been used to Bob Bradley, but he is very, he'll answer any question, no question necessarily bothers him. And it's more refreshing to actually listen to a press conference, ask him a question. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I'm uh, two games in, I'm very impressed. I will give also give my takes after 10 games. Look, you know, after they also play the Sounders, who are also after they play the Galaxy, right? Those are, those are the big games. But look, I really felt like the Timbers uh, was going to be his big test. Um, he didn't get the win. They didn't lose. But he was also very honest in the press call. He's like, look, this is a game we probably could have lost. You know, this is, a, this is a game, you know, if it wasn't for Brian and all these different things. And that's what I, what I wasn't sure of Steve Sherman. So far to me, he's checking some of the boxes that I wasn't sure about. Look, it's two games in. I'm not going to get uh, get get, either get too excited or, you know, get, get, too, get too critical in two games because this is a long season. But so far, what in two games they got they got four points. They smacked around Colorado Rapids, who was the best team last year. They got a tie with the tough team. I think four points in two games is not that bad. JP. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, 
he's very self-aware of you know teams being <laughs> of of the game. Um, you know, Portland had its chances at the end too. They could have they could have easily won it and finished finished the team off. And he's self-aware um, that LAFC and his team need to do better. But yeah, four points, um, four out of six, especially playing um, first place in the West last season and then uh, MLS Cup finalist again. Um, two two coaches who are already established in their teams who already have a set idea of play. And Steve, you know, with his first two games um, having to play against experienced coaches um, and doing well just shows how how he he's growing into the position and, and you could be very hopeful that, you know, only better things are to come. Yeah. Chris brings up a good point. He says Acosta and, oh, he brings up a point. Acosta and Sanchez are not a good combo. Mood should be playing in the midfield. Blessing should be playing midfield. Our midfield is suspect with Sanchez and Acosta. They are good players, but they're not attacking players and don't run. Hence why in both games, there's a massive gap in the final third with no midfield and no one to shoot at the top of the box. This is going to be a problem all season if we keep Sanchez and Acosta in the midfield all season. It's an interesting point. Uh, it's a very interesting point, and I see what you see because these are more, uh, you know, I guess you could say defensive-minded uh, midfielders. But um, two games in, I think they're still learning how to gel with each other. I would have, uh, you know, Jose Sanfuentes also didn't have a, a good game as well. But I, I really feel this is more on the Timbers imposing more of the willpower and LAFC still, you know, struggling a little bit more. Maybe down the line, 10 games in, everything. I, I think Costa, Costa Sanchez and Cifuentes, that to me, those should be the starters in the midfield. If you're going to go, if you're going to go three in the midfield, I, I, I just don't see how you start Moon or, or Latif out of any of those. I, I just don't see that, you know. Uh, JP, what, what are your thoughts on, on the comment? Yeah, I think they're still gelling. I mean, Ilya hasn't been on the team. Acosta's new to the team. Uh, Cifuentes has a different role in this midfield. Um, I think Ilya has been the best player on the pitch, you know, throughout two games for this team. He dominates the midfield. He, he, he does the right passes defensively. His positioning is good. Um, but Acosta, I think, has also a new role in this team, in this midfield, what he's used to. So it takes time. Two days, two, I mean, two games is not fair, um, especially for such a big component, which is the midfield in a 4 3 3 um, formation and under any team, you know, a four-three-three. The midfield is is essential. Um, so two games is not fair as a fair assessment. But yeah, I mean, if you do want a, more of an attack or more more pace, then yeah, Latif and Moon definitely add that in the midfield. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily what you need all the time in, in games. Um, and Acosta, Ilya, and, and C four are the best three on paper, um, and they haven't done anything to to not to get their spots taken away yet. Yeah, not 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 at the moment. Two games in, ten games in. I think uh, you know you bring that up again, Chris, and then we definitely uh, talk about it. But I see where you're going. With, I definitely see where you're going with, with that point. Um, you know, Katie says Ilya is the man. Um, Freddie says I don't think we fully count Colorado since you said played three years prior. Colorado also won this past weekend. Uh, I think you definitely count that game. Um, let, let's talk about um, Brian Rodriguez' uh, clutch assist because look, let's let's talk about his whole game. He struggled in the first half, but had a better second half. You know, he even he even said that he wanted uh, um, once he knew Vela was out, he he wanted to pull. He had he had a bigger responsibility. Garrett, what were your thoughts on, on Brian Rodriguez? Uh, well, Brian, um, I like Brian, but he is so frustrating to watch at times. He sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad, sometimes he's yeah okay, uh, but. When he's clutch, you got to give him his credit. So, I mean, you can you can be a player in a game, struggle for 89 minutes, and in the 90th minute, 
if you're happen to make a mark on the game like he did, then you just got to give him his kudos and applause, which he did. Uh, it's very good movement. Uh, burned the defender, uh, crossed it in, and Fall was there to tap it in for the final goal. Um, I think Brian just needs to keep his confidence up. And I keep saying that if Brian plays with Chicho and Vela, those three, there's no reason that they can't click. It, it has to click. I mean, when you got three players that, are, that have good ability and Brian can feed off of that energy, um, I think this season's going to be huge for him. And then maybe at the end, there's always been rumors of him leaving LAFC. There, he's always – like there's – always reports of him going to Brazil or wherever. Um, maybe he'll get his move eventually at the end of the season, but he's going to have to work first for it. Yeah, no, I, I was very impressed with him the second half. The first half, in the press call, he said he wasn't getting enough of the, he wasn't getting enough of the touches. Um, JP, overall, what were your, what were your thoughts? Uh, well, let, let's play the game. Let's play the, let's play the, the goal, because the goal was, uh, it was amazing. Be a blow for the U.S. Rodriguez, good skill. favorite and that's your center half that has a tap in he's a young player he's got great appetite for the game normally you get him from a set piece with a header but they love him here obviously you know we saw fall obviously tap it in and get it in there but you know brian created the opportunity in the 90 93rd minute of the game uh what were your thoughts on that play uh, on the play, he did he did what he needs to do. He needs to beat his man one on one down the wing and, and look for a cross. Um, he ended last season great. Um, this season, this like you know his last presser, he he surprised me. You know he he's conscious about the fact that LAFC wasted a lot of money on him, or spent a lot of money on him, and he needs to perform. Um, and he also said he wanted that that pressure. Um, since Vela was off the pitch, he knew that the pressure was on him, and and he you know, wanted to rise to the occasion. So I think those are great comments. Um, and his attitude looks right. I mean, if you see him celebrating the goal, you know, he's interacting with the 32-52. He's bought in. Uh, last goal, too, he puts the crown on Vela. So it's not like he has any animosity towards any of the front three. I think, you know, the attitude and, and, and the personalities are gelling. Um, so I think, he, you know, it's only two weeks in. You know, if you don't play for two two months, you're not going to stay in the same form as, as you ended last season. But two games in and you already come in clutch with one assist. Um, you know, that's what special players are for. Like Garrett said, you know, you just need one chance. Um, doesn't matter if it's in the 90th minute or first minute, you just need one chance to be the difference maker. And, and as a DP, and, and that's what you need to do. And B-Rod is showing it, you know, two games in. So hopefully he stays consistent and, you know, he keeps his confidence there because it's a World Cup year and he's going to want that spot. Yeah, no, I, what, I, what I like about B-Rod, I, I think he struggled. Him and Chico Palacio struggled on the left-hand side. There was literally nothing. And then hearing him after the press call say that he just wasn't getting enough touches and he went with the mindset that I got to take the road. I need to be there, aggressor. I need to do, I need to do that. that. That, to me, speaks of more of a mature player and understanding what his role is. He may not be the scorer. I don't think you, you need him to be a scorer with Chicho and, and, and Carlos Vela, right? You need him to do that. What he did last night, you need him to do that consistently. He did that last night. He put the team on his back. He said he was going to do it, and he did it. And I think you 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 got to be satisfied with Brian what Brian Rodriguez is doing because he's he got he got the team a point, and he's you with everything you just mentioned. He's committed. You just saw him show the celebration. He was excited about that, and you get to see where his commitment level is. Yeah, we know he has aspirations to move on, but like this is what you want to see. And is he if he's able to rack up these stats and assists? 
I think it's going to be a great year for, for B-Rod. Uh, Garrett, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, like I said, it only takes us one moment for a player that's struggling all game. Uh, you've seen some of the best players in the world struggle. And then last minute you see Messi hit a free kick or Ronaldo get a header in the last minute or something like that. Uh, same thing with Brian. I'm not comparing him, by the way, to any of those players, just so, just so we're clear. But I mean, he can struggle all game long, and at the last second, he'll provide a moment of magic, and then we get the, uh, the tying goal. So hopefully this season, if, let's say, knock on wood, Bella is out for the next, like, three games, he knows he's going to have to step up now. He's becoming more of a mature player. Uh, he's not going to rely on just Chicho to score goals. He's like, I'm going to make something out of myself. I'm going to make a little bit of magic. So hopefully, you know, we continue to see some uh, magic from Rodriguez uh, during the season. Yeah, no, I think that. Let's let's talk about uh, the man that scored the man that scored the goal, the goal Mamadou Fall. He keeps coming in clutch. We, we we see him come in, come score these goals from the headers. This time he tapped it in. I was surprised it was Mamadou Fall who scored because that's not who I was expecting a center back to be that 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 up uh, deep there. Look, it was a ninth of the minute. He scores a game winner. Um, he has a knack for goals as a center back, uh, which is which is literally insane. JP, give me your thoughts on Fall. Yeah, I mean, he's 19 years old. He's played 16 games and he scored five goals as a center back. Um, you know, as a center back, you're not really supposed to be in the box in the 90th minute um, finishing plays off. But he's there because that's just how athletic and versatile he is. You know, he, he I haven't seen him get tired yet. Um, he's great. You know, his he's an aerial threat too. the way he jumps for those for those corner kicks. If, if, it, if it hits his head, it usually goes in. So he's just a threat. Um, and he's still learning. He has a high ceiling. Uh, LAFC can really flip him and, and sell him for a lot of money, uh, maybe this summer or next summer, because a lot of teams in Europe would love a player like him. And you know, he's a he's a he's a he's a fan favorite. You know, he interacts with the crowd. The crowd loves him. Um, he gets into it, and he has an attitude, a uh, good attitude, and 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 you know, that's what the team wants. Yeah, obviously, we see these images of their Mamadou Fa. He also made Team of the Week, which was really good, really exciting for him. Uh, Garrett, what are your thoughts on Fall? Uh, I love this dude. This guy is everything that we need at LAFC. He has passion. Uh, I like that he gets uh, pissed off in the games uh, because I think we need that. You would think that it comes from like a veteran of like maybe 28, 30. No, this kid's only 19. He's showing that already. Uh, I believe he's Senegalese. Um, so the fact that he has a chance, I've seen Senegal's international team. You got the likes of Koulibaly and Diallo at center back. I mean, he's probably been watching them at the African Cup of Nations. And the fact that he's scoring so many goals as a center back tells me he watches the Sergio Ramoses of the world that are always in the box or trying to get a goal or something uh, when Ramos was in his prime. Um, so he studies the game. You can tell he wants to learn. Um, it's unfortunate, though, he's next to Mario. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping that Segura wants healthy. It's Segura and Fall because them two together I think would be very strong. But we also have to remember this guy's 19 and not uh, 29. He's going to make mistakes. He's still developing at a young age. So if he messes up, we can't all get pissed off at him because, again, he's 19. He's not 29. He's not a veteran. He's not there yet. Also, um, I keep hearing, you know, if he, he'll get a big move to a European club. I think we all would like to see Fall go to, you know, I keep seeing people say the Premier League, which obviously that would be a dream for not only us to see one of our players go to a, a European club like that. But I think the most likely destination, if he keeps progressing and if he keeps getting men of the matches, would be a team maybe in the Netherlands or Belgium or maybe Germany at that. And I think that would be a huge step for not only the club, but also for fall. Yeah, I think, look, we're still a long way from that. I definitely see Mamadou Fall going there if he keeps this up, but I still think we're a long way from that. And I'm with you. Uh, 
if he's able to produce these amazing moments, you got to live with some uh, some of the mistakes he's, he's he's doing. He's 19 years old. Mm-hmm. With him, you have a longer leash. With Mario, it, it, it's, it's different. You know, it, it, it's just different. So I, I can live with some of the mistakes Paul does. I can't live with the mistakes, the consistent mistakes that Mario does. So that that that's two difference. But you're right, JP. Him and maybe Eddie Segura, whenever he's able to come back, or Elfie, or even Ibiaga. Um, you know, I think that definitely is, is a very good pairing. And I think, uh, look, the, sky, the sky's the limit for Mamadou Far. He's definitely a study, a person that studies the game and understands. And just to be there at the right moment, at the right time, and, and be able to tap that in uh, just speaks volumes of the team. Look, there's a lot of young, young, talented players in this LFC team. You just had Vela. I mean, you just had Rodriguez, too, Mamadou Far. Be able, be able to find that connection, and if they're able to able to do that and stay healthy, I think it's gonna this this team can only progress. Uh, even with even with Steve Sharono, if Steve Sharono is able, obviously, the more games in, more games in, and the more battle tests he's gonna get. I think that there is a lot of upside to this LAFC team, but I'll, it would also it is it is really gonna depend on the health of Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela is not able to be healthy then that's a struggle. So we'll have to see what happens. I know there's going to be a press call uh, later this week of LAFC, and we'll see what Steve Shondo uh, says about Carlos Vela, Franco Escobar. But there's depth for Franco Escobar, but there's not depth for Carlos Vela because no one can replace Carlos Vela. That is that is the big difference there. Um, look, I think that's all the time we have. I want to thank you, JP. I want to thank you, Garrett. Uh, everybody in the chat that commented, uh, I want to thank you guys uh, for hopping on. Um, even Anthony said he enjoyed the show. So, but yeah, thank you guys, and we'll catch you guys next time.